This week on the Push All Legs podcast, we talk about why we're so positive. Let's go in three, two, one. Why are we so positive, Daniel? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, Danny? Good, mate. Yeah, I'm feeling somewhat negative after doing this recording yesterday and you fucking <laughs> it up. Disclaimer, um, but didn't, yeah. didn't fuck it up. Just uh, computer decided to record the video and not the audio, which is the first time ever that's happened. Um, yeah. We usually go off without a hitch, but yeah. I'm blaming you, 100%. Mate, mate uh, sometimes you've got to make a mistake, can you? It's just it's keeping us in check, basically. Yeah, that's all it's doing, basically. Mm. Cool. Um, what's been going down this week? Anything changed from the last time we spoke to everybody? Uh, no, not really, mate, no. Just all, just keep going. Just cracking on with uh, with everything, with life, and just all that other shit. So, yeah. <laughs> I heard Dan, Dan did some deadlifts the other day as well, which is good. Yes, mate, I did. Yeah, I'm doing your, I'm doing your program, aren't I? So I'm doing all this shitty stuff that's hard that's going to make me hopefully get stronger. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I went back in and uh, it's the first time I've done deadlifts for a while, um, and I did conventional deadlifts rather than like sumo. That's what I used to do, and it actually felt real good. Felt pretty strong. Haven't really lost that much strength doing it, um, even though I've not trained it all that much. So yeah, it was, um, it's quite good. And, and but yeah, I'm back sort of enjoying training again and noticing some positive changes and stuff like that. So yeah, it's going well now. It's just, um, just getting my head around having to train and also enjoy playing cricket and all that sort of stuff, and not having to turn up to cricket feeling like a tin man. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, no. So it's it's going well now. It's good. I'm in a nice little groove and. It'll all change again come September when cricket finishes, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Mate, it'll, it'll change next week when uh, your weights get higher. All right, I'll be fine. Oh, I'm sure I can cope, mate. <laughs> You'll be fine. All right, shall we give a uh, a little rundown of what we are actually talking about um, in terms of... There's been yeah. a lot of shit happening like uh, online, as always, so we like to talk about that. Um, that's where all the shit happens all the shit happens basically everybody's got an access to it it's just hilarious so um, so we're talk about positivity because uh, Dan got told to be more positive I think yeah. it was this week um, and obviously, obviously that is why everybody comes to Dan for his general positivity but there's a time and a place to be negative there's a time and a place to be positive so we're going to chat yeah. about that a little bit um, and then Let's talk a bit about uh, compression garments, um, just because I was writing about it, um, pretty much, and sent off to a copywriter. Then I had to explain what I was talking about to the copywriter. I'm not too sure that the copywriter that we're using doesn't really know much about fitness, so it was, it was quite interesting. And then we got some, uh, basically, some shit going down in the like UKPT groups, which I've just found hilarious, to be honest. Um, so yeah, we're going to chat about that and keep it rolling, guys. Yeah. All right, Dan. Dan, yeah. why are we why are we all so positive, and why are we talking about this? Um, yeah, so I, we got onto this subject because um, I put a post out about keto, um, Shock. and it was like a, it's a bit of a jokey, kind of tongue in cheek, kind of having a little go at these people that claim keto's king and all this sort of stuff. And um, and basically, someone put on a, a comment, and they were just like, 
oh why you know oh yeah because facebook's the place to have a go at them and berate them or oh that was it that you um oh yeah you should berate them for having a differing point of view and i was like no this isn't about them having a different point of view it's about them claiming something that's not true and using a really crap analogy in order to get money out of people and to basically dupe them out of their money like a con man um and and the conversation went back and forward and then it was like oh i don't really think facebook's the place to do that and i was like well actually i think it is because that's where they're advertising like that's why i've seen it um so why would i not do it on facebook and he's just kind of like oh yeah you know you just focus on yourself mate and be positive and all this and i'm just like no like that's just bullshit if all we did all the time was focus on ourselves and just to think about the positive things, nothing would ever get protested about, nothing would ever get changed that way, and it would just be a really weird place to be. Like, the only way you, you're going to make someone change, potentially, is by making them somewhat uncomfortable about their views, and you have to challenge their views. And just like I've had my views challenged before, if, if someone was positive and didn't really ever question what I did, I would never be where I am today. Um... So yeah, I was just a bit taken aback by it, really, and, and it kind of got us talking about, well, n- like, should we always be positive? Like, is there a, is there a reason we should be positive all the time? No. Um, and, and I think that, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, is the, is the answer. But um, I think we, um, we also saw it, uh, Martin McDonald put a post out about it as well, kind of saying... Um, I got the direct quote here. No, like, yeah, we got. Oh, have you got that? Quote. Yeah. So um, yeah, Martin basically said somebody said to him, "Stop being negative." Fine. And he said, uh, no, I will not. Well-placed negativity can lead to discomfort. Discomfort can often lead to change. Which is perfectly yeah, true. I, I think that's that's spot on. I just think it's, look, I'm not, um, you know, like like we've we've talked about before, that you can go through experiences that, you know, like, like I've done before with, with dieting and I hated it first time around and then this time around I'm a bit more positive about it. And you can have a different mindset to things and you can look at things differently and act differently and and let certain things affect you differently um but fundamentally you can't be positive 100 percent of the time there are always things that are going to get you down it's human it's natural um to be that way and i think that yeah i just think by showing your personality a bit and, and showing that you're a human and you get angry and things annoy you going on rants they can often be some of the most engaging bits of social media content that you can write um, and it's because people go yeah i've wanted to say that and i'm glad you said it or you know they they kind of get on board with what you're saying because you're their voice in a way they don't have to piss people off they can just say well this person said it and it's kind of i believe what they say and i'm you know i follow them or whatever um and i just i just think it's just a really really naive view of the world to be like oh let's just all be positive and that that, that will be okay and that will that'll change the world and um no, it's just not the way it works. Just really isn't how it works ever. No, I just I, I I yeah I don't get the whole especially when where the post was about so referring back to the post again um, was about keto and obviously the action of you putting the post out would be to inform your following that you don't agree with what they've been saying or that it's a little bit stupid. Basically, maybe question it. And that was the premise of the post. It was a little bit, it was negative towards that, but it was a positive, it depends how you take it, it was a positive the fact that you're trying to steer people away from idiots to lose their money. Um, But that's still, it is the place to do it because that's the most, that's the biggest place you've got the biggest voice. So therefore you're going to elicit more change in more people because you've cast your net bigger. So therefore it's the obvious place to do it is Facebook because you have the biggest audience. Um, 
or on here exactly so yeah and it's it's just one of those things where like yeah okay and I, it was like you know i called them gimps or whatever and like mine's <laughs> one of mine's favorite terms um and and it was kind of like yeah because they're just spouting shit both of them were both for the same from the same people the same thing um and their adverts were like eat as much as you want like burn fat throughout the day mm-hmm. one of them was like oh fats are like coal they burn for for ages and all this shit trying to refer to metabolism as a fire which is again ludicrous in itself and another one was saying that that keep being going keto is like being on jet fuel and i'm like okay well jet jet fuel and coal besides the fact it's a stupid analogy are very very different in how they probably react and how they're used to um provide energy to either a fire or to an engine and it was just like it's just a stupid analogy for start um and secondly was that they're both on the same team they're both saying completely different things i was like no wonder people are confused and i was kind of going look don't be confused they're they're both talking shit um and in in the simplest way and it was one of those where if the advert had been oh yeah just eat a high fat low carb diet that's high in protein keep your calories in check and you're going to lose weight i'd have been like okay that's fine like that's legitimate but the fact is that they're selling keto as like this magic tool, this magic bullet, this magic thing that's going to make you, you know, transform your body in six weeks and you'll never have to worry about about it again. And the reality is it's not. You won't. There's nothing to support that information. That you know, There's nothing. Yes, if you're on a calorie controlled diet, you're going to lose weight. But they didn't mention that at all. They were promising that you could eat all these foods and it'd be amazing. Um, that's what got me annoyed and that's what made me go on the rant was that it's just unsolicited shit advice using awful analogies that is only going to confuse people further um and i feel like i say a duty to kind of go if i'm the guy that people would go to for their nutrition advice that i have somewhat of a voice about it and i could have written a post about how the ketogenic diet isn't the perfect diet and how you still have to control calories but people don't want to hear that shit people get very very bored very very quickly of reading an educational post that's a thousand words long but that might have caught their attention. They go, hang on a minute. Well, obviously, this guy is obviously annoyed about something. Someone comments going, well, why is that the case? And I can then go, well, actually, it's not what it's cracked up to be for this reason. Um, so, yeah, it was just like a bit of a – I was a bit taken aback by it. I was like, what the, the fuck the, are you the, about me? Well, to be honest, it kind of worked because you dangled the carrot and you got a response like that. It was like you kind of missed the point of the post, but you got the response and had a kind of back and forth about it. Um, so it was quite interesting. But the whole the whole being positive nonstop, I guarantee this person who kind of called you out for being negative, they, they must be negative in their life at some point to elicit some sort of change within their clients. They must cr- critique as a coach and – Therefore, it would be a negative reinforcement tool. So we know the, the, the kind of, we talked about it before in operant conditioning in psychology. There's, there's a normal five to one, four to one positive to negative reinforcement. So every time you're positive, like about four or five times, you need to, you need to be negative to change somebody's behavior. It's the whole point. Dan's trying to change people's behavior, even whether these people who put out shitty ads, they're going to take note and actually, oh, right, uh, this guy seems a little bit credible. Maybe we're doing this wrong. <laughs> we can hope if some sort of gimps actually listen. Maybe we might get one. We might get one. We never know. But but at least maybe you're changing the opinions of other people, which is what you're trying to do. So, And also drive traffic to your page <laughs> in, a, in a cool yeah. internet guru kind of way, basically. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing is like these people who are spreading this mass misinformation are doing so lies they're spreading lies 
Yeah, but they're, they're also doing it in a way that catches people's attention. So I have to catch people's attention. Like, if that's what they're doing, I can't just go, oh, well, keto could work if this was the case and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, no one's going to, no one gives a fuck. People want to go, okay, well, he's, he's angry about keto for some reason. Like, maybe it's, there's something wrong with it. Or well, the, fact and- is, the, fact, the fact is, on the, on the posts as well. So they didn't call the fucking keto guys out because they were being negative towards carbohydrates, saying they were shit fuel, saying they were bad. I was like, well, basically, you've just flipped it around and been like, actually, um, carbs are cool. Why, why haven't they been called out for saying carbs are shit? And that's a negative thing towards that. But maybe it was there's the outline. There's, 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 this is the other thing. There's an element of bias that goes on here as well. Like the, the person that commented is probably, after that exchange and after that comment, potentially probably someone who maybe favours a higher fat, lower carb approach. And he thinks that that's keto. And it's like, no, it's not. Keto diets are specific they're required to have 70 to 75 percent of your fat in your diet very minimal carbohydrate and and actually a fairly moderate to low amount of protein so it's not actually it's not actually most people kind of oh yeah limit your carbs it's not a keto diet (laughs) if you eat enough protein you don't go in keto like it's pretty simple it's called the atkins diet and this is the thing is that's what i mean is the misinformation it's like these people going oh i eat loads of cheese and meat and bacon it's like you're not in keto then mate because you need about 100 grams of protein a day and that's it maxed out otherwise any more than that and you're probably not in keto you need to be eating maybe 200 grams of fat and three grams of carbs um and it's like so you're actually just going to be eating an avocado a day if you're lucky and then just drinking olive oil shakes well done you're smart like who wants to fucking do that so like no wonder people lose weight on it because you're in a calorie deficit because you know what all you can do is eat 100 grams of protein with some mayonnaise and, and maybe a bit of bacon if you're looking a bit of cheese um for two meals a day the other meals you have to eat mayonnaise with a spoon or drink olive oil yeah i wouldn't want to do that either no wonder you lose fucking weight you idiot um and, it, and it's like yeah no wonder like this is the problem is that by telling people they can eat as much of it as they want you're a telling them lies and b they're not actually on a keto diet so go fuck yourself <laughs> But yeah, positive negativity. <sighs> positive negativity split. Would you say? Would you say you're equally as positive as you are negative? It totally depends on the audience as well. Because I, I still think this is. I would say, portraying wise online, because we we, we do still put obviously positive information out, um, but we do also like to be like, ah, this is stupid. This is stupid. But when we're talking to our clients, I would, I would hazard to say that I would be more positive. In when they obviously when they're doing something well, uh, than I am being negative towards them, especially because they're paying the, me. That, uh. Yeah, I think the, the, <laughs> the other the other thing here is that we're probably missing out a, a key aspect, which is where's where does neutral sit? Because yeah, is neutral is neutral by definition positive because you're not being negative. Now, I think there's an element of when I'm positive to my clients, um, or when I used to certainly when I used to train them. Um, I would be fairly neutral. Um, but I think they knew that when I was positive, that I was genuinely positive. Like they were like, Oh, holy shit. He's just complimenting yeah, me. Like me, I must've been doing I th- something. I, th- like I think we, we both have exactly the same thing. I'm more in terms of coaching style. I prefer to like be fly on the wall, walk around them. If they're not going to, yeah. if they're not going to kill themselves, I don't really touch them. And then I'll be like, at the mm. end of the set, maybe do this, maybe do this, maybe do this, blah, blah, blah. Give them little coaching cues. And then I'd come back to it and be like, Awesome job. They're like, oh, sweet, cool, awesome, move on. Yeah, yeah. like I used to get that all the time. It's kind of like, you know, someone will get to you and then the second, oh, is that okay? And you're like, yeah, fine. Like, that's not really <laughs> Like, that's just a, yeah, you've done it, well done. Like, what do you want, a pat on the back every time kind of yeah. thing? And 
and, and again, I think the same with my, my current clients. Like I think sometimes with nutrition now, a client will check in with me and, and they'll pick up the phone. I'm like, okay, how's the week gone? They're like, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, hit everything, hit all the macros and lost half a kilo and all that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, well done. Um, like, keep going. Like, that's, that's what you're supposed to be you've doing. Like, followed, you followed gonna, orders, well done. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go over the top exaggerating positive because you lost half a kilo. If you lose half a kilo for 20 weeks and you reach your weight loss goal and you're feeling great and you've had a tough week, I'll be like, that's, that's awesome. I'll be like, quality work, well done. Like, really proud of you. But if you do that too much, I don't think you'd people use just kind of go, all right, you, you wouldn't use that word, though, would you? I, I, I realise. <laughs> anyway, um, it's one of those where, like, I would actually say, you know, you've done really, really well. And, and I think that's the, the point here is that if you're overly positive, people just kind of go, okay, you're taking the piss now? Like, don't be so stupid. So we had it the other day in the, in the office, right? All, everyone was there in the office. And Steve is notoriously neutral, like or slightly maybe negative or whatever. So when he does <laughs> say something that's positive, like he'll send a text going, yeah, good work. I always read it as a, all right, mate, don't take the piss. Like, so kind of, <laughs> but he genuinely means it. And there's quite a common thing here is like, I think if you're overly positive all the time, it's just a bit of a, you just you just zone out of it and I don't really hear it anymore. Um, so I think with a lot of it, I'm and again, I think this comes down to this is kind of going off on a tangent now, but I think in terms of coaching and trainers and and you guys listening if you're if you're coaches or trainers, is to be very aware of your language and to make sure that you're not being overly positive. For that very reason that people tune out of it overly positive. It gets boring. I think if you're very neutral, people kind of go, okay, how's he feeling? How's he taking what I'm doing? Uh, if you're overly negative all the time, then yeah, people are just going to tune out. And I think that I think that we're both very similar, Tom, and I'd say we're both predominantly the time pretty neutral. Like, I get people say to me, oh, what do you think about that? And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it's not negative, is it? But it's not positive. It's kind of like, no. well, it's okay. Like We could do better than that. Um, yeah, we could do a lot worse, but we could do better than that. And um, I think that people appreciate that human element of not being overly one way or the other. Um, and like I said, when you put posts out and content out, we're not always like over the top positivity in every single video, or every single post we put out because it's a bit, I think it comes across as a bit fake and a bit like people are a bit like, why is this guy so happy all the time? Why is he not, why is he not ever have a day off? Like, why is he not ever a bit? like neutral or or negative um and i think that unless you're predominantly neutral that the effect of them being positive or negative is just useless if you're just if you're polar opposites and you're positive and negative all the time people don't know how to take you i suppose um but if i had to pin myself anywhere tom i would probably be on the slightly more negative side of neutral like if i had to pin where i would spend most of my time it would be it'd be closer to neutral than negative but it would definitely be that that sort of side maybe we should come up with like the push pull legs podcast continuum of positivity there we go where do you put yourself where we put ourselves we have to do that like i'll do that at a workshop and be like where do you put yourselves and then i'll put people where i think they should be put and it'll just be but I, I think it's gen- i think it's genuinely an area that's not really thought of especially for trainers especially for coaches i don't think they really understand or appreciate how their tone and their words can affect their clients ultimately results like when you look at the long term um i can remember when i did my photo shoot i was training my clients and a lot of them were like oh my god this is really taking its toll on you isn't it because i visibly changed how i would portray myself and how i would react to things and how i would talk my positivity obviously changed somewhat but not to the point where they were like, you're negative all the time. It was just more of a, they noticed the change in me and how I would approach them and talk to them, my behavior. Um, 
And I think that as a trainer or as a coach or someone that works with people, I think you just have to be very aware about about being overly one way or the other. I think it, it kind of leads into whether the client can kind of cope. Well, whether you can... If you're going to keep the client for a long time as well, they're obviously going to get on with you in terms of how you're going to be positive or negative and how they're going to fit in. But if you're going to elicit a change in there, the, the chances are they've come to you because they needed help and you've got to get into them in any way you can. But with the positive-negative spectrum, I don't know, it's, it almost leads into if the, if you've reaffirmed that they're doing well and but you've always critiqued them and then they've learned from it, they, they'll have confidence in what they're doing. Um, but maybe maybe a lot of people... If you just yeah, I just can't see if everybody's overly positive. They're going to be, they'll still second guess themselves, or they just won't take any advice because they think they're so fucking amazing the whole time. Maybe people with a slight twinge on the negativity scale um, would be a little bit more self-aware. And mm. I'm hoping. I think it's interesting. I think after take this on board. goes out, I'd be interested. I'd, I'd be interested to know what people think of that you know maybe we yeah. can put a post out we'll, about we'll, it and just we'll, kind of go put a poll you know, up. what do people yeah because i just think it's i just think it's a really interesting area and i think it's obviously everyone's different right and i and i get that um but i also think that you have to show both sides otherwise people don't take one or the other very seriously i think if you're overly positive and then you become negative all of a sudden one day people are really taken aback like whoa yeah, where's yeah. that come from um, likewise, but, if you're always really negative and then you're really nice one day, people are going to go, hang on, what's he want? Like, this is a bit weird. <laughs> um, so I think you have to be a bit you have to like. Pick, pick and choose your things. It, yeah. So it's yeah. Just, I just think it's. How many people think about it? Like, I think that's the. That's what I want people to come out of it. And maybe that's, like, say, what the, the poll or the, the post can be about is just do people ever think about that? Do they well, ever. I've, I've always, like, uh, I've always thought about it within team sports because I. I've had a go when I was playing football last year. I had a massive go at the manager and one of the captains because I was like, "Have you even fucking heard of reinforcement?" I was like, "You're so negative about every single thing." He was literally negative scale. Nobody could do anything well. There was no positivity coming out of his mouth. And I was like, "To elicit change, everybody this just just waters off of that back." Basically, nobody's listening to you because you're fucking moaning the whole time. I was like, "If you threw like a compliment and then a negative." every single time I would listen mm. and it was just I hated that and it just got everybody mm. down and then yeah. I think that then it's the other scale of everybody's positive all the time you say oh yeah I guess like for little kids and they're always really really positive all the time making believe it might be false pretenses and then they're going to get shot down at some point when they when they come across mm. it's kind of like being conditioned for it as well when they come, come across a negative post or a negative thing they're going to take it to heart and then take it a little bit too hard maybe and then they mm. might lose interest um yeah be interesting but it's like Dan's sporting career he got one negativity negative post about it one negative comment and he was just <laughs> bam gone yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah I just I just I just find it interesting um because it's it's it just fascinates me because obviously with all my clients I'll have very differing approaches with them um based on how long they've been with me, based on how well they're doing, all that sort of stuff. And 
yeah, it just, it just, I, I realized, and I guess you realize it as well. And when, when I was training, we certainly realized it because we talked about it regularly, but you do it without realizing. And that's the value of a good coach and a good trainer is that you approach different people differently and you speak to them in different ways and you understand that they've had a tough week, an easy week, whatever it is, you know, when to push them, when to back off. Yeah. Um, like a prime example, I've got a client at the moment who who listening to this podcast, no doubt, um, who's, who's going, doing a photo shoot in, in, for four and a half, five weeks. Good luck. Uh, yeah, good luck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, he won't mind me saying, but like, you know, I get an update from him and I'm like, right, I can tell from his tone, he's like tired, lethargic, everything's a struggle. There's no point in me going like, come on, mate, man the fuck up, you're a pussy. It's like, it's not <laughs> going to help. It's just not going to help you in that position. It's really not. Um, whereas I know him and I know that at other times I could be like that. Um, whereas I know if I was in his position, I wouldn't want to hear that. I just want to be told, look, yeah, you're doing really well. Everything's going okay, and and it's about understanding your clients and the journey they're on. And and again, which is why I also think practicing what you preach is a huge thing because you understand where they've been and what they're going through. But that's another podcast. But um, is is you know, I speak to him very differently to how I would speak to some of my other clients who I know need to kick up the ass. Um, likewise, males and females are very different in, in how you how you approach them at <laughs> dare I say at certain times of the month. But again, it's a factor that you have to think about. Um, you know, I make those decisions with nutrition around those times. So why would you not when you're talking to them on the phone? Um, and if you want somebody, avoid, if you, if I just you... tend to avoid my female clients at a certain time. Like, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't this week. I'm really slammed. I'm gonna have to wait till next week. <laughs> if you if you want somebody to shout at you, then do not employ me, because I will talk at you and I'll be serious. But I, I generally don't shout. Um, no, yeah, it's a waste of energy shouting. It's just like no. I'll just stare at you and just be like, you know, you've done something wrong. That's how I walk it's around the gym. Thing, it's little things. Well, just the last last point on this, when when I was training clients in person and also training them now, is also the use of swear words. Is I think a well placed swear word can really get your point across in a passionate way. Whereas again, I know people who overuse them, and it's like, mate, you're just. I'm not even listening to you because you're just swearing at me. It's just pointless. Um, and again, I think from football as well, like I kind of learned that. Um, I remember some managers would just swear all the time and the players literally just don't even listen to them because it's like, what's the point, mate? Whereas some of them, you, as soon as they swore, you were like, oh my God, like he never usually swears. And they all of a sudden you sit back and you listen to what they're saying because you're like, right, they obviously want me to focus on this or think about it or they're passionate about it. So that's another thing to think about is I don't think it's right to to swear too often in a professional setting but sometimes it can really get your point across if you're um working one-to-one with someone and you really want them to, to concentrate yeah um i'm sure there's some kind of probably research in that but i don't really know but i'm sure there probably is probably is some sort of psychological thing that yeah somebody will dig up at some point anyway we're getting all hashtag mindset what's going on what's going on here right let's talk about compression garments because they're funny um oh. yeah dan do you wear a compression garment no no all right cool end of conversation uh <laughs> no but seriously the compression uh no not usually bed? no uh no. to bed no is that when i sh- yeah no. apparently that's when i should be wearing it um so i was writing a little article um about compression garments just uh the science the science behind them so dan doesn't wear them i don't wear them um to be honest but that doesn't mean you shouldn't um it's absolutely fine if you want to do. So pretty much the science behind it is more about blood flow. Um, obviously, well, obviously, people might not know. 
um, <laughs> the blood goes from your heart, Dan, and then it goes into your arteries. Shock. Mm. Then, believe it or not, it starts to go around your body, and then that gets transposed into your muscles through capillaries. Then it dumps all like the oxygenated blood and nutrients, and then it gets picked up by some more capillaries, goes back into your veins, another sort of blood vessel, and then goes back to your heart. It's mad, isn't it? Absolutely mad stuff. Um, So the idea of compression um, would be to help this flow, but obviously the heart can do it all by itself in one pump. Blood goes all the way around, um, which is crazy. I know, but I guess the 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 recovery portion of that, I guess, more of the veins and then pumping it all the way to the muscles, um, is something that the compression garment is trying to help um, through looking like a superhero, basically. Um, well, some people look like superheroes. Some people look like kind of the Incredibles at the start of the movie, um, mm. and that that kind of look. So that's not really doing much for them in terms of aesthetics, anyway. Recovery might be. Um, so the general idea, <laughs> general consensus about the garments is kind of they they can't really well in terms of research they can't really put it down to uh, one mechanism that's really what it's helping with. Obviously, blood flow, um, kind of tissue recovery, adaptation, um, and where it goes on from there, like muscle soreness, it's hopefully going to help with, but may do so some of the research basically has come out and said uh, muscle soreness may decrease um but what's the time frame that i mentioned to you about like 12 24 to 48 hours that you're meant to use the compression garment post exercise so yeah so for these for compression garments to kind of work you've got to be wearing it after the exercise uh, you can wear it during you'll get it nice and sweaty probably won't make any kind of effect um, in terms of strength power speed or whatever um, but in terms of muscle soreness recovery you've got to wear it for the next day um, afterwards so we, we know from football um, so I'm sure it was the same with you Dan people used to you used to be on it just every footballer whack your compression on keep it on on the bus home go that's right right yeah yeah and then you know while they were planning their their nights out and what they were going to eat and where were they going to go and all that sort of stuff yeah they'd be wearing their compression garments so <laughs> that was really useful because you know you know because they were they were going to optimize their recovery with their nutrition their sleep and everything over the next 40 hours anyway right so yeah, yeah they needed them because you know science um but yeah. <laughs> but basically because of muscle soreness that can in or well, muscle soreness generally will inhibit strength inhibit power inhibit range of motion and inhibit any kind of aerobic performance so therefore that underlying factor that muscle soreness will decrease those things may uh not be inhibited as much so therefore it could be a kind of recovery mechanism for all of those parameters muscle like strength power range of motion performance or aerobic performance so it could it could happen that it's uh, beneficial to you, but it's generally worn post. Um, so it's not really feasible to wear it like in long durations of the day because it's fucking hot. And the only reason why I wear mine um, are because it's cold in the morning when I cycle to work sometimes and they, they keep me warm. Um, so yeah, they're pretty cool. I like doing five-a-side on like a... Or maybe you've worn it for cricket. I've worn it for golf as well, actually. Um, that could be like hit cover hit recover that kind of thing right long nice long walk that'd be fun yeah mate yeah you need you need it for golf <laughs> <laughs> dan is not a golfer um 
But yeah, so basically they've been shown to be effective, but what's more effective? Transdermal sprays, right? Transdermal <laughs> spray. And, oh, wait, no. Nutrition and sleep. Mate, I'd rather. I'd, I'd actually say get compression garments on before yeah, yeah, yeah. any kind of spray. It's cheaper, works better, more important for recovery. You look cool. Um, uh, yeah, I just it's just one of those where like 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 we talked about is if your nutrition, your sleep, and everything isn't on point, like it's a waste of time. And again, a lot of these studies that might show some kind of improvement in compression garments, it's like okay, well, did you monitor their nutrition, their recovery their sleep in the 48 hours after that as well as wearing them if it wasn't just a case of wearing them it's like well who's to say the compression group didn't just go out and eat loads of protein and you know get a good night's sleep and recover the next day and do a little bit of steady state cycling for 20 minutes which could potentially help uh, and then the other group didn't you know like it's all these little things that um again in football we used to do that all the time they used to have these most perfect recovery protocols um and i'm like yeah but you you mean you're they're going out and getting smashed on a, on a Saturday night and getting boozed up. So on a Monday morning, if you do the swim cycle thing, it's like, yeah, okay, it might help a little bit. But what would be more important is if you actually educated them about how that affects them uh, after that, you know, Sunday spending all day on the couch not doing anything probably isn't the best thing to be doing. Um, all those sorts of little things that I think are more important. But again, it's you're controlling humans. It's a lot harder to do. So um, that's why you, you know, you, use those kind of extra modalities to try and help and every little bit you can but the reality is that that they're not gonna they're not gonna save you if you really don't look after yourself no no not at At all all. breaking news dan breaking news so you mentioned to me earlier about the keto stuff we were talking about last week there was something in the keto Mm. ketogenic pill right so dan went into hashtag team science hashtag evidence-based um And he just did, did, did a bit of research because he's so busy. I'm so bored. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what, so what, what went was, down? What was what was happening? So yeah, like we we talked about it on air a little bit, and um, I talked about how these exogenous ketones, which are ketones that you ingest for a supplement, um, can help. And and I and I kind of spoke to Tom and said, oh, I think this is where the idea comes from, and why high performance athletes might be using them and getting a benefit and it's essentially because of this study and i'm pretty sure this study would probably be the reason that people decided to start using it so what they did was in the study they took um three groups of people they had one group where they gave them carbohydrate on its own Uh, they had one group where they gave them carbohydrate and ketones and another group where they gave them nothing um they missed out a group where they gave them nothing and ketones but um that doesn't really matter at this point. So anyway, so what they did was they took these three groups, they put them through a glycogen-depleting glycogen um, cycling for a, nearly a day, I think it was, over the course of the day. They just basically totally wiped out all their glycogen as best as they can in, in, this, in a study. Um, basically, it's horrible cycling nonstop for about eight hours. Um, yeah, it'd be horrific. Split up, into, split up into smaller chunks, probably. Similar to a, a high-performance cycle race, for example. Um, they then, in the space of two hours after that, they then gave them, um, they probably would have then let them sleep overnight, fasted. Uh, I can't remember exactly. I can bring it up, but I can't remember exactly. And they then gave them these either carbohydrates alone or carbohydrate and ketones after the event. And what they found in the group that had the ketones was that they replenished their carbohydrate quicker and at a faster rate than the group that just had carbohydrate on its own. 
so essentially they're providing more energy to the body so therefore it replenishes energy quicker um my theory with it was that basically if you had both groups had 100 grams of carbs it was it, these aren't the exact numbers you would need far more than that but let's just say it 100 grams and then you gave the the group with 100 grams of carbs 20 grams of ketones well the body would have to utilize that first the ketones first so the body would have burnt off those ketones and then stored 100 percent of those carbohydrates whereas the people just given carbohydrates alone would need some energy to burn off during that time period so they maybe would have burnt 20 30 grams of carbs and then they would have only stored 70 of them so you can see that the amount of available energy to store is higher in the group that have more ketones now what they could have done was they could have calorie matched the group so they could have given the carb group say 140 grams of carbs and then the carb and ketone group 100 grams of carbs and then 20 grams of ketones now the reason they probably didn't do that is because you can only your body can only utilize and it can um it can only get through essentially um, a certain amount of carbs in one time period it can only get through them and shuttle them into the muscle cells and that sort of stuff so any more than that is kind of pointless um so that's kind of why the ketones are in there it's like an additional fuel that can help you know the body function while it's storing the carbohydrate but the interesting thing about it as well was that the ketone group actually produced more insulin than the non um ketone group so whether that was again because more of the carbohydrate was available to store is one thing but essentially the ketones actually made it a more insulogenic environment so there was more insulin present which is actually one of the reasons that people say don't go on keto diets um sorry to go on keto diets is that they don't have an insulin or whatever produced which is as we know bullcrap but that's again for another podcast and it was just interesting that yeah i can see how for high performance athletes who are constantly depleting glycogen and then racing again the next day like for example the tour de france like team sky like the olympic athletes who run marathons and all that triathletes and all that sort of stuff then yeah there probably is some really good evidence based on that information if they replicate that over and over again and they show it kind of works that potentially there is a place for ketones to be used as a supplement in high performance sport that doesn't mean that deborah down the road needs them for optimal health like no she doesn't need extra energy like you're giving someone extra energy like it's pointless it's just calories that they could be burning from somewhere else um so yeah i think that's where the kind of the high performance sport world and the personal training general public world just don't need to mix like there's no need there's zero point in like again these guys are probably using carbohydrate powders gels great for them but no one who's a who's a general public will ever need that in a million years ever hmm. no um, and this is what that's what concerns me about people kind of going, oh, yeah, it's used in high performance sport. Brilliant. Doesn't mean it works. In fact, it probably means it doesn't work. And that if anything, they're looking for a 0.1% benefit yeah. and they're willing to spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on it because at that at that level, 0.1 second can be the difference between winning a million pounds and losing and having nothing. So, yeah, why wouldn't you? Um, you realize that they, a high performance sport, they, they chuck a load of shit at a wall. And if it sticks, then... Then be like, yep. "Yep, sweet, we're doing this." Um, that's where kind of we're a little bit more apprehensive about it over here. I feel like in the British, but going over to America and seeing out there, if they if there's something that's just coming out, it's like, "Yeah, we're all fucking using bands. Yeah, we're all doing this. Yeah, we're all doing that." So mm. it's really interesting to see any kind of research that will just be like, "Yeah, it's got to be on." So it's weird avenue. I think we should we should get somebody on to talk but, about high performance sport and then how they correlate. But you know what? Yeah. There'll be but you know what? There'll be someone. Um, there'll be some high performance athlete in the next year 
will be paid to take ketones or paid to be in an advert to take ketones and they'll take them and they'll be like yeah i feel great i feel amazing and and they will i guarantee i'll tell you now it's gonna happen um you you only have to look at it with christian ronaldo with that six-pack electrical stimulation shit like and it will sell like and it'll make of course it will much yeah. like the, the fucking face masks, of course. And and that's the thing is, is this would be another thing, and it's like look, you don't you don't need it. Um, I just think it, it's again people preying on people's insecurities. I want in like again, if you're having ketones as a supplement, brilliant. But if you're sinking ten pints over the fucking weekend, it's a waste of fucking time. <laughs> like it, it, you know, I just yeah, baffles me. Baffles you, mate. Mm. Interesting. It's been That's why we're here, mate. To be positive about it all. It's <laughs> an important thing. <laughs> There's been a bit of talk on the group about uh, your protein bar, your bebels. Mm. There was a little bit of talk about protein bars on the, uh, uh, I think the other week. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I kind of called it when I tried the bebels at, um, at Body Power. It was, and I, and I tried a few other bars that day, and I was like, carb killers are dead, mate. Like they're really not. So. I had a try of the Jaffa Quake, the Jaffa Cake. Is it alright? What what's it like? It, yeah. It's really poor. Like it tastes a little bit like rather than Jaffa Cake, which is really very orangey and tangy and zesty, it tastes more like an orange club. Remember club bars used to have those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just a very kind of like I'd expect it, I was expecting a dark chocolate with a very, very thick orange tangy layer to it. It's milk chocolate and it's just like a really bland orangey taste. Okay. Um and then, you know, you're going around, you're trying, like, the Bear Bells had, like, the, the caramel and cashew, which for the same macros, a tiny bit less protein, I think. But I was like, fuck me, that tastes incredible. It's like a really chewy nougat-like, almost like, like a chocolate bar. And then you've got PhD Smart Bars, which are essentially a chocolate bar. They've got 10 grams of fat, I think 30 grams of carbs, and 20 grams of protein. So it is just basically like a Mars bar with protein added into it. Um, but when you've got the choice of, like, Mars protein, Snickers protein, the Smart Bars, the Bear Bells... And you've got a lot of other, I think there's another one called Warrior Crunch that I tried when I was there. Again, really, really nice, similar to the Smart Bars. You're looking at it going, fuck me, like, carb killers have got to step up because they're just a bit like, at the time, they were amazing. Yeah. And it kind of shows how you have to be innovating. You can't rest on your laurels. And and again, I thought that Body Power was a chance for them to go, there's a new flavor out. Like, why would you not, if you were that big company, go, right, we're going to launch a new flavor? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna, you know, why would you not choose Body Power to launch a new flavor of something? And then, like two weeks after Body Power, the Jaffa Cake one came out. And I was like, they must have obviously missed production or they missed the deadline or whatever, so they couldn't do it. But it just, um, yeah, they they haven't innovated any of their their products really, um, and it kind of shows that a lot of the protein bar people are catching up now. Um, so for me, I just think someone asked, you know, I think it was Henry asked what. Yeah, the best it, was killer just, flavors. it was just Henry was like um, top three carb killer flavors, and then and yeah, and genuinely, I'd be like, you know what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. <laughs> Dan, Dan was literally Bear Bells, PhD Smart Bar, and then you went carb killer white chalk. Yeah, the white chocolate mocha is still a nice flavor, yeah. but um, and don't get me wrong, like the Smart Bars as well are made up mainly of soya protein and soya krispies. Um, again, it's not like soya is going to kill you or you're going to get boobs from it, but it's just not as good a source as a dairy protein like your carb killers and stuff whereas the bear bells like you know is a milk protein based one um carb killer is still probably a good choice for like the calories that are in it and stuff but i just think yeah they're, they're not on the pedestal that they once were and i know that quest have brought their new bars out as well now are they? Um, 
I think they're called Quest Hero. I think they're called. I can't remember now off the top of my head. Hero bars. Because um, I again, remember, like, was it like about three years ago? They were literally the best thing ever. With yeah, quest bars, yeah, but, well, the, but the, they were still like unbelievably fucking chewy. But yeah, just but, but like, again, at least with Quest bars, though, like again, they're they're milk protein, dairy protein, so at least it's all right and high amount of fiber. But yeah, um, they've they've now adapted and they're now like a, a, a protein like middle with a a caramel layer on top wrapped in chocolate so again they've kind of realized that actually they need to up their game a little bit and i think a lot of a lot of people are cottoning on to the fact that they need to kind of adapt and for me if carb killer don't do something different soon then like it they're not you know before it was everyone was like what's your favorite carb killer now it's more oh what's the best protein bar because it used to be unanimous it was, it was carb killers but for me i i i don't buy them anymore I haven't bought one for a while. No, I haven't bought one for a while either. I sometimes like grab one from like uh, Tesco, but that's about it. If I'm just literally like of no end, I can't be bothered to decide what I'm gonna have as a quick snack or something. But but I go for smart bars right now, mate. Yeah. But they're exp- they're expensive as well. Like again, I, I put a post on Instagram um, yeah. today about it. Like people saying that you know eating healthy is expensive, and you can buy a pack of mints for three quid. You can buy broccoli, like the macros on the mince and the broccoli are double the protein, roughly the same amount of fat, less carbs. And yes, I know I'm not an idiot. Like obviously mince and broccoli doesn't taste as great as a carb killer does, but you have to I'm cook it as well, Dan, you have to cook it. Yeah. And I get that. But again, <laughs> it's the whole thing of, I, I used to do the same. Like, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to buy a box of carb killers and I'd be like, and then I'd, get, I'd be like, oh, I can't really afford to buy this extra nice mince or this extra nice food or whatever from the supermarket. Hang on a minute. Like. £2.50 for this fucking protein bar that's got 20 grams of protein in it and I could have just bought a pack of chicken um, and it's just little things like that sometimes I think we need to reflect and sometimes just take a step back and go no this is ridiculous like I'm spending £2.50 on a protein bar Yeah. Um, you know and it's just like why not actually have some food um, we realise there are discount sites to get them off yeah well, even they, still, they haven't paid us to fucking talk about that so it doesn't even, even still they might come in <laughs> yeah even still they come in at £2 a go yeah. Um, I still think there are much better options out there that you could be eating. Um, but yeah, just my opinion. But. Your opinion, valid. Ish, maybe. Wow. Well, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, stupid things in the internet, Daniel. Um, so it's <laughs> mainly coming from. I think a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably in this group and talking about being fucking negative everybody gets called out for being negative well there's always like some people sitting on their fucking pedestals in there like oh you guys are just like too negative man um so all right hippie yeah you're um, not clever enough to understand why i'm a bit negative um yeah in the uk pts group um i know dan was in there but i, I think he, he I removed he removed it's got like nearly seven thousand members so it must it's be ridiculous. like there's just so many in there but i think I mean, there was a few posts about uh, there was there was one girl who got kind of completely ripped to shreds. It was obviously in the UK PTs group. Uh, it's not a great idea to be like, oh hey, um, I'm starting to I'm and I'm doing some stuff with Airborne supplements, which is the same fucking like uh, scam basically. Um, and it's just pff, a load of shit. It's basically Herbalife, just different. Um, and then everybody's like, oh, good luck with your next business venture. Uh, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, if you want to reach me for that, that's cool. You got ripped to fucking shreds. But the, the funniest one, um, which I implore people to go in there, and is uh, somebody posted about... So this is actually a Abcore trainer thing um, that kind of looks like, if I can describe it, I don't know, it's, it's like two ends and like a, 
It's kind of I've seen using one of them. I've just po just just came to me now. <laughs> I've seen LeBron James on his Instagram kneeling on a Swiss ball, holding one of those shaker weight things, and like, yeah, he's basically there holding it like this, and it's basically it must be a mag, it must be a magnet or something that makes it. Like, some sort, I think I think it's, it must be some sort of like you know those ball the gyro ball things that used to yeah. like for a wrist yeah, strength. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, must yeah. be like that, and then you're like, Ooh. yeah, that's it. So he was so he was holding that whilst kneeling on a Swiss ball, and it's like you know I'm like. LeBron, you could just get strong, mate. Like, when are you ever kneeling on a basketball court? Like, You've got your feet on the floor, mate. <laughs> Actually, what you're doing right now, you're prob you're arguably the greatest of all time. Don't need to change anything. I'm not going to touch you. You're fine. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Um, but it's just baffling. You kind of, like, jerk it upwards, and it must, like, be hard to control. Um, but the post, which is fair enough. It's a fucking gimmick. It's stupid. It's fine. Um, if people want to use it. It costs about 120 quid. Um, or Jesus. you could pay for a month worth of me and Dan and we'll tell you how to actually explosively train and we'll have a consult. It's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically the premise was, it. Ugh, I implore people to go look at it. It's just, it. It was, want to find out how to go and make your client's deadlift more explosive? What? All right, then it was selling some, like go on some course about it. Um <laughs> it's just mad like no no I don't I, this, it's just slightly bonkers because that's not how to make somebody more explosive in their deadlift um, like broad jumps something that's when you make your posterior chain some sort of because I, I really wanted to go in there but a guy called Tom Green beat me to it who's an SNC coach for some rugby teams and he does a lot of stuff through there um, and he beat me to it I was like alright where do I put this in in my congruent my contrast my complex training regimes where do I put this in for pre-activation potentiation or is it post-activation potentiation do I have this at 50% load 30% load what kind of athletic speed work is this will it do this and it, like basically the answer to this person this, excuse me, using the word, the gimp <laughs> advertising this thing was I'll oh, come in, come in my group and come in my seminar where behind closed doors and come to my workshop and I'll explain. Like, no, no, we're all, we're giving away our fucking potentiating and our explosive plyometric drills for free because, you know, they're like research backed and they're out there. You can just find it. So mm. probably don't need to pay for this to happen on evidence based stuff. We're just like, this is what works. This is what it's just another gimmick that's been drawn in. It just, to be honest, it, it passes the does it look fucking ridiculous test. Right? It just, it looks mm. just looks absolutely horrendous, doesn't it? It's just when it says make your deadlift more explosive as well. Like, uh, I just think, yeah. And the problem with the industry is, there's always going to be gimmicks. Like, it's just, it's just a very gimmicky industry, right? But the, the guy, the guy in the video standing next to like a load of dead dumbbells, a load of kettlebells, a barbell would have been good. Yeah. Uh, no. Mate, just deadlifts quickly. <laughs> Move quickly. Go. Mm. Do some depth jumps. Do some counter movements. Go. Bound. Do that shit. Come quicker. More explosive training. Learn about pap. Learn about tendon loading. And and this is also the thing, right? Is I don't mind people talking about stuff and that maybe they're just uneducated and they don't know like i don't mind that i don't mind someone's video going out if they just don't know what they're talking about and it's a bit wrong but they're just spreading information right it's kind of a bit of a i could spend all day going through facebook and correcting all but it's when people are selling something that's when i have a real problem yeah I'm like, no you're a, no you're a gimp like you need to be told like that guy like no you need to be told you're an idiot 
and you need to be taken down in front of all these people because you're selling something. Um, you know, if he'd have just said, oh, I tried this out once, um, you know, and I bought it from this guy, we'd have been like, oh, mate, unfortunately, you know, you've been, you've been sold a gimmick, like, you know, feel bad for you, but, you know, here's stuff you can do to help. But this guy, you're just going to be like, no, you're a twat because you're trying to sell these now <laughs> to people that are in this workshop. Um, and it's the same with the whole keto argument that we just had. Like, again, I've got nothing wrong with keto. Genuinely, if you want to go keto and you want to lose weight doing it, go keto. Do not try and then sell it to other people and make shitloads of money out of it because it might not be the best way that works for them. Again, and it comes out to the whole thing of you're trying to profit from, from it and you're an idiot and you don't know what you're talking about. Then I've got a problem with it. Um, and that's clearly what he was going to do, right? And the workshop was was go over the work, go over the thing, and sell these things to people, like without a doubt. He's probably so, sat with, so interesting. He's probably, sat like, probably sat like Del Boy with two hundred of them in his flat, trying to get rid of them. Interesting like, story, because I think when you were working with me, Dan, um, so I saw this thing come out from a, a it's a brand called Escape, make them, um, and uh, our boss asked me whether I wanted to go to a workshop and learn about it, because. I was and whatever I was doing some PT stuff, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, Tom, do you want to go?" Because we got sent off to do some like education stuff and industry, like I don't know, they were basically for networking, really. And I was like, <laughs> "No, look at the fucking what is it? I don't understand." I was like, "I, I," it was, he was like, "Yeah, it's a core trainer." And was like, he was fucking. It was like, "Yeah, it's everything's stupid. a core trainer." Core <laughs> I was just trainer. like, "I was like, it looks ridiculous, mate. I will not buy it." Um, so yeah. That must have been about two to three years ago. I got asked to go and have a look at it, and it's just resurfaced, obviously. Um, it's, like the, it's like the fucking squat assist. That squat thing, thing. yeah, that was oh, amazing, wasn't off. it? <laughs> Not being funny, mate, but, but I saw, like, no uh, one's going to buy that. What was what was the thing? I actually saw it in one of the shop on the shop on. I uh, put it on my Instagram story. Make it a seat uh, it, at least. It, you was, know? it was that um, I don't know, like rebounder thing. You like push your legs down and you push your arms down. Yeah, and it's I've like, seen it for that. Yeah, TV, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's oh. on TV. I'd never seen one, but it, it was in the shop that I was at when I was buying cushions. Gym equipment doesn't come from the same shop as like cushions and bed linen and all that kind of stuff. Just it, was, uh, <laughs> it was so. I was like, oh my god, I've never seen one in the real life. It was seventy quid. Amazing. Or eight, 70, 80 quid. Pretty shocking, mate. All right. Tight. Good. Um, yeah, solid, mate. Um, cool. If anybody's got any ideas uh, for podcasts or anything they want to shout out about, um, by all means. I think we might do, get yourself in that group because we might do a little uh, a little guest poll of people that maybe, maybe, maybe we're big enough to try and entice people on. But if anybody wants to shout out, because uh, we've got a list basically we're going to be reaching out to um but we'd also like to try and bring on people that people want to listen to um if we if we if we want to talk to them as well if they want to talk to us as well would be the uh the biggest <laughs> drawback yeah, <laughs> so uh who are these fucking morons um yeah that's all right as long as we get told they can swear they're probably norm- normally okay just bring tony g on back again um yeah man right so enjoy your week guys